to get up and do my thing. I want to get into it, man, you know. Like a, like a sex machine, man. Moving, doing it, you know. Can I count it off? One, two, three, four. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Stay on the scene. Get on up, like a sex machine. Get on up. Game.com and Sam and Greg on this Saturday morning. Well, the sun's already up. We ain't got a problem with that. Yeah, really, man. On this, <laughs> on this oh. 28th day of January, we say to you, good morning, Georgia. Morning. And good morning, you folks in Covington. Yeah. Out there off, uh, out there at the Supernatural Highway. Yep. Right out uh 20 going east. Big Jim's got a joint out there. Uh, uh, um, uh, bench warmers. Okay. Okay. And okay. We got Mister okay. Cafe. Yeah. My girl Angie out there. Shout out to Angie, Mister yeah. Cafe, and all the things that are being shot out there in the in the Covington Square. Yeah. How you doing? You know that that got Alcove High, got got Newton High, um, out that way. Rams. They, they just got a basketball. They had a big win this week. I think so. Did they? Rams. Yeah. You keep an eye on them. They're always one of them teams that are out there contending for a state championship. Well, on this uh, on this twenty eighth day where we celebrate Thomas Aquinas's birthday. Okay. <laughs> okay. There are. No, I'm going to tell you right now. There's no way we're getting to all this stuff. I need to formulate a poll Thomas question. Aquinas got a school in Augusta, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, it, it would have been his birthday today. All right. All right. Give me. If, I will pay your mortgage if you can tell me right now off the top those years he were he was alive. Cannot. Yeah. Well, I would have lost that too. Yeah. Twelve twenty-five to twelve seventy-four. That wow. Was his, that was his span. Wow. Not many doctors back then. Yeah, not not many. Yeah. Um, so I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to formulate a, um, uh, a poll question for us because of some of the things that happened this past week, which, by the way, we start off the show with. When Sam and I have been gone for a few days, we like to start off with what we believe are our stories of the week. It's time for Sam and Greg's story of the week. Could be sports. Grapefruit League activity. Could be news. Could be entertainment. This is our first time on the VMAs. It could be, well, anything. You know what I'm saying? Sam and Greg's story of the week on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Here's Sam and Greg. I had to sit down for a minute. Okay, go ahead. Doing go some ahead. reading here. Well, I started off first last week. I mean, I'll do it again, but it, it's, uh, I just got one. There, uh, well, there are always a number of things you could choose. This is the one that got my attention because I didn't know it existed. Are you familiar with the Doomsday Clock? Not real familiar with. I think yeah. I've heard it mentioned, but not, not I ain't even heard it mentioned before. Yeah. I heard I was I was educated on the Doomsday Clock this past week, and see when we talk sports, it only affects sports fans out there, or show business, you know, me and the movies and things like that. Right. This affects everybody. Okay. This affects them little them little rats that we see downstairs. <laughs> Running around Colony Square. Yeah. This this affects all the eagles that we see flying around that you try to hide from in the decks over there at Georgia State. Yep, 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 yep. The doomsday clock, we found out this week, moved closer to midnight. Peace activists. Anyway, they talk about that. But here's what we got here. On Tuesday, the bulletin of the atomic scientists reset the doomsday clock for 2023 to 90 seconds to midnight. I didn't know what that meant, but it didn't sound good. No, it did Warning the world is closer to global annihilation than ever before, in part due to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Since 1947, Sam, the bulletin has maintained a doomsday clock to illustrate how close humanity 
See, when you, when you say that word, you got my attention. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. How close humanity is to the end of the world due to existential threats, including nuclear war and the climate emergency? That, my friend, got my attention this past week. And I went, that's going to be my story week. Because you can't run and hide from that. You can't go buy it. <laughs> no, you, you can't. You can't win you can't. a lottery and go hide someplace because nah, nah. you can't take it with you. Nope. That's, that's, that's the that. doomsday clock. I'd never heard of that before. I'm sure there's people out there screaming at the radio going, you're a moron. We learned about that in eighth grade. But I never heard about it before. <laughs> I was sick that day. <laughs> All right, Sam, what's your story to All week? right, I got a one and a 1.5. All right. And they're closer to home and they're things that, that we can actually see. And it has to do with food. Um, the first is a, a place that is going to remain open after a fire. I may have heard this week about a store, um, uh, a couple of Walmart stores that was mm-hmm. that, 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 that had fires and were forced to close in a Target store as well. Somebody's thinking it's a great idea to start a fire in these stores so it distracts people so they can what? so they can grab a couple of flat screens and run out the back door. I mean, but but they're not thinking about what, how it hurts that community um, because the one. That I'm particular. I'm talking about. It's going to be, get to remain open. They're going to reopen this one on MLK, okay. uh, right there near the Atlanta University Center. It's a special area, Greg, because we talk about a food desert. If that's not because Walmart's are grocery stores, right? And so the next closest grocery store over there is like like what West End, uh, or or the the Kroger on Glenwood, or the Pub, Publix at Atlantic Station, or Ralph David Abernathy. The, the, I'm talking about, about that Kroger, the one in West End. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. But, I, but I mean, there's no grocery store in the area immediately for the people. And people would say, well, what difference does that make? Well, if you live in a community, we got several grocery stores around you. You know, first of all, you get your prescriptions there. Yep. You also get, you know, fresh produce and things that you can't get at a food mart. In other words, around you, you got a lot of places that serve hot wings. Nothing wrong with hot wings, Chinese food. I like hot wings, Chinese food, too. But you need something that. Yeah, you need something sustainable. Especially for, for the seniors in your community. And for the young people, say, yeah. you know, you want a balanced meal for young folks, but you got best teachers in the world. But if a kid's sitting up in the classroom and his stomach growling, he ain't learning. Right. So Mayor Andre Dickens and I, I applaud Mayor Dickens for personally getting involved to make sure that this store is reopened. The Walmart. And I went to shop there during the holiday season and it was a nice store. Mm-hmm. And I told him, man, I can get in here and get what I need. I found what I was looking for and I complimented the young men that were working there. Uh, that it was very well run. So hopefully those people get to retain their jobs and they're going to have food there. The other, in the summer, the light's going to come back on. We found out this week that they are going to rebuild. They're starting the rebuilding of the uh, Krispy Kreme on Ponce. Dude, I was there two weeks ago, and that thing should have been built a lot. We were told it was going to be built a long time ago. This week, they made it official with an artist rendering of how it's going to look. Now, is this still Shaq's? He says, yeah. Shaq's and Bob. He said the light's going to go on this summer. Okay. And put that thing together. So that's two things I wanted to bring stories this week. Yeah, one one point five, and both of them got to do with food. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah. By the way, I saw, you know when the mayor goes out, he got a nice baseball jacket he wears. Yeah. And it's red he, and got a name, the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And, uh, I think the number on it is the year he was born. I think it was sixty-one. Okay. He had on there. Okay. That was a nice jacket. He got some. Yeah, he has some, ni- some nice. back on that. <laughs> he has some nice gear that he's wearing. That, that was a nice one. I was like, man, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio ninety-two nine the game. 92.9thegame.com. Quick rundown of what we got going on here. We're looking forward to our next, our first guest, which is going to happen in the next segment. Um, Kel basketball coach Jermaine Sellers is going to join us. And not just will the conversation be on what these guys are doing in the team this particular year. Which they're having a great season. But we're going to talk about, and if you don't know nothing about Scoop Henderson, y'all better recognize him. Yeah. And, and hit, hit, 
you know, go to Google real quick because we're going to be talking about Scoop Henderson's jersey and what is being done with that. Yeah. So that's coming up. Um, going to talk NFL final conference finals. Talking Hawks, obviously. There's some HBC uh, news that uh, Sam wants to get off his chest. Man, going is on. there. <laughs> Sam going on with um, uh, Albany State and kind of a fun, and, and shout out to Dr. Maria Boynton. Well, yeah. I know that's not. I'm just saying. Yeah, she, they're my folks now. I know. That's what I'm and, saying. And she's on boards and stuff. Down I know. There, so, okay. I'm, I, they got nothing to do with anything else. I'm just saying when I hear that, I want to acknowledge Maria. And by the way, we had a nice conversation this past week. Maria told me to tell you hello because it's about another project. Okay. But Dr. Maria and I, mm-hmm. we always been tight. Yeah, now. Anyway. Um, folk. Great folks. Great folks. We're going to be talking, like I said, Hawks and, and, and two special guests that we have coming up. During this show, in the 9 o'clock hour and in the 10 o'clock hour. You got us until 11 o'clock this morning. While there's only one match left, Sam and I, for various reasons, cannot wait to speak with Karen Pastena. That's the best way to put it? Yeah. Uh, she's going to join us in the, uh, at 920. We are going to get a recap on the uh, Australian Open. And um, just we're just happy to have her. We were supposed to have her last week, and we couldn't. So we're going to have her this week. So Karen's going to join us at 9 o'clock. And then also, this is a first. And it's funny how this has come full circle in a way. You and I, I believe, at least at this station, were the first ones talking esports. Yep. We had a guest on. We had a segment every week. And we were talking esports. What's up, brother? What's up, uh, Cole? Yeah. Uh, looking oh. sharp, too. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we had a guest that joined us every week. And we got you up and running when, when it was blowing up, especially a little bit before and then during uh, mainstream's, intru- mainstream's introduction to esports. Yeah, Shaq buying stuff. You had all these athletes buying these esports teams. Well, the Atlanta Hawks esports team, the Hawks Talon GC mm-hmm. Gaming Club, by the yeah, way. Which yeah, I, yeah. Just had the draft this week. They had their draft. And we are going to have joining us their head coach. I'm going to get this right. He'll be proud I got this right. At least I hope I think I got this right. Ishmael Diaz Torrentino. Okay. He will be joining us to talk. Esports at at at, at ten twenty. We haven't done this in like pre since pre pandemic, right? Anyway, this is this is what's going on, and a number of other things that Sam and I are going to get into because we have found ourselves endlessly going down rabbit holes when things have happened. All right, <laughs> I want to get a poll question together, and and I think um, you will like it. But I'm having a struggle. This is one of those where you can't really definitively grab three. Suggestions. You do. We give you three to choose from, and then other. You mentioned it a minute ago. We lost uh, one of those voices this past week. That if you follow basketball, especially college, he was a part of your life, and that's Billy Packer. Yeah. Billy Packer did 34 consecutive Final Fours. He played uh, college basketball, and and but he was part of what a lot of people feel is the greatest announcing team of all time. Now it's a little bit before a lot of our audience. But this was the preeminent college basketball announcing team. Dick Enberg, Billy Packer, and Al McGuire, period. Yep. That, they were them, right? Yep. But they're a little bit before our time and, and others' time. Not our time, but others' times. So we won't use them as far as this, um, this, this poll. So I'm going to give you two, and you guys tell me the third one. And it doesn't have to be basketball. It could just be sports announcing teams. Mm-hmm. Okay? And we're not going to go back in a day. I'm, like I said, I'm not going to, to Packer, McGuire, and, and, and Enberg, and I'm not going to go back to Pat Summerall and, and John Madden. 
But or Brookshire. Or Brookshire. Tom Brookshire, who hey, always man. left his drink up on a thing. Yeah, hey, <laughs> it would fall over. There you go. Um, but I'll give you two. And you tell me if these are the two, and then you guys come up with the third one, and we'll have you go to at 92.9 the game. We'll start with Billy Packer and Jim Nance. Okay. All right, that seems logical. Mm-hmm. Al Michaels and John Madden. You good with that? Okay. Who's the third? And it could be any. It could be any sport. I mean, you. I. I wouldn't be surprised if you went Dick Enberg, Tony Trabert. Ah, you didn't expect that one, did you? But that's tennis, and we're not going to yeah, go with that one. Tony but Trabert, I'm saying Bud Collins. Yeah, Bud Collins too. But I need a third one. Eric, would you like to jump in? Is there a a, a an announcing team that you figure is head and shoulders above? Uh, everybody else and should be included as the third on this list. Well, I'm going to lean on you guys for a second. Who was Howard Cosell's? Oh! Well, see, that's another one. We're going back. Yeah, that's well, Dan, Tom back. Meredith and, and Frank Gifford. Frank Actually, Gifford, right. they would have in the Monday Night Football yeah. originals. Yeah. The original. Yeah. Well, no. Well, not the original. Here's no. the, here's the Keith trivia Jackson. question. Keith Jackson was the original. Really? Just gave Mr. Just college gave, football? He just yeah. gave you the answer. Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask you, who was the really the announcing team? For the original Monday Night Football. And they said, no, well, we're going to send you in the to, to – and he really wanted to be that. I mean, you have to read the book, The Thrill of Victory, which I read years ago. It's all about ABC Sports and how people of different personalities right. came into place and how they um, uh, commended Keith Jackson for being a big enough man to say, okay, I'll go and do the college. And and look at what happened. Yeah. But, that yeah, that first year, Frank well, he got his name. There. He got his name on the press box at the Rose Bowl. <laughs> 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 you know, that's a, that's a lot like um, – Saturday Night Live. Everybody believes Bill Murray was on that original no, crew, he and he, he wasn't. wasn't. He wasn't. He didn't come until the second year, mm-hmm. and then, then the whole beef with him and Chevy Chase. But you talked about um, um, oh jeez, just a second ago, what are you talking about? Um, what was that the book you were just talking about? Oh, the, oh, oh, with, th- with, the with, thrill of victory. Yes, without with um, we talked uh, about Keith Jackson. You talked about Rune Arledge, and it is just a whole lineage of ABC Sports. Does it talk about the beef and the decision that was made during the '72 Olympics when Howard Cosell? Ele- it does. Mm-hmm. Ah, y'all got to read it. You got to hear this story. I've only heard it once, and it's epic. But the most one of the most famous um, sporting of uh, I don't know how would you call this calls, announcements, because it was the Olympics we're covering, obviously. Right. But when the terrorists took over um, the Olympic Village. It was in Munich. Yeah, in 72. Right. And the famous announcement with Jim McKay on there, who was always the host. Right. And who has a background as a news person. But as the story goes, Howard Cosell and his ego came into the producers. and Well, he he took it personally, and I took it personally now because of who it was happening to. Understood. Right. Understood. So, that, but that still, part. he was real, very passionate about. He's that. supposed to be a broadcaster. He understands. Who steps on Jim McKay? But Howard wanted to be yeah. the person who delivered yeah. the news. Yeah. And they said no. Plus, he had been out having a couple. Okay. But and, uh, but I'm just saying it would be, for him. It was it was a person. Oh, ab- absolutely. Being Jewish, absolutely. All right. Person. Let's get on out of here. So we'll come up with that third team, and then we'll have a poll, and we want you guys to participate in it again. See, we're just off. This is what happens when we start when the sun is up. We just ramble late. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game and 929TheGame.com. Sam and Greg with you, nine floors up in the Kia Studios in wonderful Midtown. Nice sunshine outside. It's supposed to get nice. It's yeah. supposed to get like 60 possibly later on this afternoon. Yeah, but boy, it didn't start out that way. No, it did. I got the heavy coat. Ooh, man, me too. I got the heavy coat. You had to bring the bear out this morning now. 
<laughs> but, 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 but is he a supposed to warm up? And that is a good thing, folks. We're in the midst of uh, what we got coming up today. We got coming up. Oh, you disappointed me. I'm sorry. Yeah, just didn't have it in front of me. I was going to ease into it. We got other stuff going on at the station. You got us until eleven o'clock. Then we turn things over to Turtle. Yep. Looking forward to having Turtle come on eleven o'clock. Yep. But uh, MLS preseason action. Mm-hmm. Lenny United, Chattanooga. Uh, things get started at two thirty. Kick at three o'clock, and then later on tonight, Hawks at Clippers. Pre-game 7 o'clock, tip at 7.30. All yeah. right here, in case you can't get in front of a TV yeah. on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And, of course, while I'm at it here, I'll just tell you right now, you know tomorrow oh, if yeah. you can't get in front of a TV, we got both NFC championship and NFL championship games. Yeah, it's conference championship weekend, folks. Yeah, it is. We're going to get into that. You, Big time. What's wrong? You got – all right, I, I, we got a guest on. We, got, we well, do I was have thinking, a guest. I, almost, I woke up last night thinking about something I wanted to tell you. Well, that you've okay. been, like, leaving from our audience. But I'll get back to it okay. in a second. We'll, 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 get, to we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Our guest – uh, <laughs> very special happening. They're having a great season, but this is about phenomenal uh, athlete, phenomenal person that's come through the program at Kell High School. Uh, and they got a big honor coming up this week. We want to welcome in Coach Jermaine Sellers uh, from Kell High School Boys Coach. Good morning, Coach. Morning, How you Coach. Doing? Morning. How's it going, guys? We are doing fine. We should like start off a little, a little lighthearted with the coach and welcome him and all that sort of stuff, unless you got a first question. No, go ahead. Go. go ahead. Well, you? I wanted to bring him in on our question because I'm sure he could help us out. Coach, you're a big sports fan, right? You've been watching sports all your life, right? Uh, yes, sir. Yes, we're, sir. We're trying to come up with what we th- for a poll question. And your favorite sports announcing team, we're doing this on the heels of the loss of a sports voice this past week, Billy Packer, and we put together for our audience a poll question. Who is your favorite sports announcing team of all time? You had Billy Packer and Jim Nance doing college basketball. You had John Madden and Al, Al Michaels doing NFL. Do you have a favorite all-time Announcing team, we could probably put on the poll here. Uh, probably grow up, probably be John Madden and uh, uh, Pat Summerall. I think uh, okay. that's a great watch one. Them on Sundays, it's just you know, uh, I thought I thought they worked real well together with John with his you know animation, and then Pat with his you know even killed tone, so to speak. Uh, I think they played off each other real well. Yeah, all right, yeah. man. We, we, that, we that's like a good that. one. We, we like, like that one. We like that one. We like that. That one. also makes me think that Coach had some trepidation about should it be basketball, should it be football. Yeah. Was was he? Were you a football <laughs> man growing up? Were you were you thinking about the two of the two? Uh, uh, you know, growing up, I played multiple sports: football, basketball, and uh, baseball. Okay. Uh, played football and basketball in high school, but fortunate enough to get a football scholarship. Oh. Uh, played at uh, Tennessee Chattanooga. Okay. Okay. Did okay. you know that? The mocks. The mocks. I didn't know the that. Mocks. What was a better mocks, man? <laughs> what was what was your position? Would you play? Uh, I was a defensive end. Uh, I played in college. I played multiple positions: defensive end, defensive tackle. Even played offensive guard one year. Well, I ain't messing with this dude. He's no man, rushing the quarterback. You mess with coach. <laughs> coach, you <laughs> got some. Side, <laughs> <Terrell> Owens. <laughs> oh yeah. What? Yeah, T.O. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. We learned a lot about the coach in the first coach. few minutes. Yeah, he played with a gold jacket. That's all right now. <laughs> yeah, nobody gets to play with a gold jacket. That's right. Um, but I tell you what, the person that you honor in may have a very special accolade in his future. Talk about what you guys have coming up Tuesday night. No doubt. Uh, we're going to uh, honor Scoot Henderson, and along with his sister, Crystal Henderson, uh, by <clears throat> retiring their numbers. Um, Scoot, as you know, is going to be a top one of the top picks in, in this year's draft. Um, young kid uh, was first, uh, youngest uh, to turn pro, American pro, I guess, uh, when he came out as a uh, finished high school in three years uh, and, and is doing great things in the G League. And we felt like it was an opportunity to 
uh, to honor him as he uh, is going to be become one of the top picks in the draft. So we're going to uh, have his cer- <coughs> excuse me, ceremony Tuesday, this Tuesday at Kale High School at 6 p.m. Uh, the girls' game will be at 6. Uh, the ceremony be- will be between the boys' and girls' games, so the ceremony will start around 7 o'clock. Um, the NBA is involved, the G League is involved, so uh, it should be a real, real special night. Uh, for for Scoot and his family, and also for Kale High School. Uh, well, two questions here. One is: Is that something that is done somewhat regularly? Are there other numbers that are retired or, or names that are retired there at your school? And then, please follow up and tell us what we need to know about Crystal Henderson and 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 what she's about. You just told us about Scoot. What's up with Crystal, and and why is she being honored her career? Oh, um, well, th- they will be the first numbers retired for basketball. Um, we've had several for football. Uh, but they will be the first one. Uh, we felt like uh, Scoot, with what he did uh, while he was in school, he was uh, he's our all-time leading scorer, uh, uh, player of the year in uh, sophomore and junior year, uh, led us to the state title uh, game, did not win. Um, and then the fact that, you know, he's one of the, going to be, <clears throat> was one of the youngest pros, um, one of the youngest two-term pro at, at 17. Uh, and then the fact that he's going to be a top pick. Now, Crystal, uh, she surpassed his points. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so she, she has over 2,000 points. Uh, she has led her team to three region championships, uh, Final Four, Elite Eight, and also a state title game as well. And uh, they're on track to be a, a back in the state championship this year. And we felt like, you know, uh, they're a close-knit family, and – fact that we were going to honor Scoop, we felt like Crystal should, you know, uh, be honored as well since we can have all the family there at one time. Just make it a special night for them. Damn, Sam. This sounds like the Miller House. Hey, it's man. Cheryl and Reggie. Yeah, everybody, everybody getting something done out there. <laughs> Folks, we're spending time on the waitforit.com hotline with Coach Jermaine Seller. He's easily uh, voice basketball coach out of Kale High School out in Cobb County. And they are social. You can find them on Twitter at Kale underscore hoops. At Kale underscore hoops. They are social. You can find anything that's going on with the team because y'all just got a win last night. Um, you beat North Spring. You're going to be playing Chattahoochee Tuesday night. Talk a little bit about your season, Coach. You guys are having another one of those years. Yeah, it's been a special year. I uh, have a good group of guys. Um, uh, they, they, we, we put together a pretty good schedule, played some tough teams early on. Uh, got a chance to go out to Vegas and play in the Tarkanian Classic. Uh, it's just a special group. Uh, have Peyton Marshall's commitment to Auburn. Uh, and have a couple of other uh, high major type kids. Air Smith, who's who's going to be going to Alabama and M next year. Uh, P.J. Johnson, who's 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 going to have opportunity to play at the next level. Then we have some younger guys, T.J. Brown and J.C. Uh, Cologne and Rich, uh, Cannon Richards, who are carrying the team pretty much this year. Um, but you know, you, it's a special group. Um, they all work hard. They all play well together. And the biggest thing I think is that they get along. So we have a team that that buys into what you're doing and also can uh, have good team camaraderie, I think that's – then you can do some special things. And we plan to, you know, keep keep pushing forward and hopefully uh, be playing uh, March 9th down at down in Macon. Coach, can you take a second and talk about what I have heard from other coaches as the most special part of what they do? It's not just preparing the players for the next level or wherever they want to go. It's when they come back after a graduation, and they have you off to the side, and they pull, and they tell you how much you changed their lives, what you changed 
within them that they didn't think that they had. Are those are the words that you you strive to hear? You know, after they're gone, and when they come back, and you feel like, okay, I made a difference in this kid's life. Yeah, and, and you know, as a coach, sometimes you you know you forget you know the impact that you can have on these young men. Um, uh, at Kale, we try to we we always preach family, family, and so a lot of our guys come back and hear some of their successes and hear some of the things that they took from, you know, being in the program. It's like, wow, you didn't, you don't really think about it until they mention it. And it, it makes you feel good as, as a and coach and make you continue to enjoy what you're doing. Um, uh, one of my guys um, this off season invited me to his wedding. <laughs> so it's like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. so you have a couple of guys that uh, include you in on, on the birth of their children. So, it, it's 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 real special, and I, and that's at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It makes you um, think less about the wins and the success, and it's more that the impact you're making on each other. Yeah. Well, we're spending time talking with Coach Jermaine Sellers from Kale High School. Coach, talk, talk about this game in the, in Cobb County, and there's a rich history with this game um, in Cobb County. Some tremendous players have come through, and and it seems like the road to the state championship comes through Marietta, whether it wants to or not. A Marietta, a Powder Springs, or, or some part, Australia, some part of the county, it ends up coming through. Talk about the uh, the, the, the competition and um, how these guys really like kind of push and challenge each other. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm originally from Cobb, so I, I've seen, uh, been a part of it for quite some time. Um, uh, I think it has a lot to do with, you know, uh, a lot of kids starting to play early uh, in, in the, the feeder programs, uh, great coaching at, at, uh, that we have now in the, co- in the, in the county. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it's very competitive. Um, uh, Cobb is, is a pretty big county with multiple multiple schools, but also uh, with, with some great, great coaches. Uh, and, and they do it the right way. They, you know, develop the kids, uh, and it just just makes it for uh, uh, a good, you know, uh, <clears throat> good competition every 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 night out. Um, and I think you know just the uh, the, the development and the coaching is is what you know keeps us near the top uh, when it comes down to it uh, for winning state championships and things of that nature. Yeah, I go back to guys like Dale Ellis and Brian Oliver, so that's that's that's, that's going back. Oh, yeah. that's, that's going back just a bit there, Coach, but but it's, it's been there for years, you know? Yeah, I can remember uh, as a young book, my brother actually played with Brian Oliver, so I, can, I remember going to those games back in the day. Uh, coming up, uh, I started out coaching at Wheeler, so seeing the talent that come through there with the uh, J.J. Hicksons, the, the Jalen Browns, and things of that nature. So uh, seeing it firsthand and, and watching guys like Colin Sexton work out, it's just it's just amazing. Uh, Sharif Cooper, um, just just seeing all that talent, it's it's just it's just pretty impressive. And you can add school to that, and it's just the work that these guys put in, man, it's just it's special. All right, the address is uh, forty-seven seventy uh, Lee Waters Road in Marietta. Coach, once again, uh, uh, let people know what's what's going on Tuesday night and how they can come out and be a part of it. Yes, appreciate you guys uh, having me on, man. It's, it's going to be an awesome night. Like I said. Uh, the uh, the NBA is involved. Uh, Atlanta Skyhawks are going to be there with their dancers promoting uh, the the game that, uh, that he's going to be coming back to uh, play in uh, March eighth and 9th. and so they're going to be promoting that as well. So uh, a lot of people involved. The community is going to come out. It's going to be our junior night uh, where we have our youth basketball programs out. So 
it's going to be a special event and a well-deserved honor for a awesome young man. Yeah, Tuesday night, thirty first at six p.m. What time the doors open? Because you know the uh, doors tailgate. be open five thirty. <laughs> what time? Doors open at five thirty. All right. Okay. Congratulations right. and and thank you for getting up. Hey, can I get a shout out to to my coaching staff? Go Please, ahead, man. Go, Go ahead, man. Derek Cooper, uh, Chris McCutsey, who's listening. I appreciate these those guys. Um, they've been with me since uh, since I've been a Kel, and um, they're hardworking and they they, they help uh, they help. Uh, Help out on our success as well. So appreciate appreciate hey. having those guys. With that. Appreciate you guys. Say their names again, so we can we can make sure that you know we hear hear them properly. Oh, Theron, Theron Cooper and Chris Markuski. Okay, they okay. just they just smiled again. Yeah, y'all did, y'all did, hear my name did, twice, coach. <laughs> <laughs> coach, enjoy the rest of your day, man. And again, thank you for getting up, and, and much more success to you and the program. All right, thank you guys. Appreciate. You. All right, thanks a lot, Coach Kel. They are eighteen and two right now. This is nine and zero in the region. And, uh, you know, don't be surprised yeah. if you don't see him down there making, you know, playing. But brother and sister being yeah. honored. how about that? Like I said, I, all I thought about was, the, the and Miller. she had more points. Yeah, Just, right? just like Cheryl Miller, more than Reggie. <laughs> 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 it's Sam and Greg. We're going to switch gears and talk uh, some NBA, our Atlanta Hawks, see what's going on. And then Mr. Crenshaw is going to fill you in on his latest information coming from one of the HBCU programs. That is up next. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. It is Sam and Greg on this 28th day of uh, January. I'm going to run down some of the stuff that happened on this day, and it, it was just head shaking. I had forgotten about But we got our poll question. All right, so let's, we're going to throw this up online. We'd like you to participate. We started the show talking about a loss in the sports world this past week, and it got us thinking about all-time announcing teams. Uh, lost Billy Packer this past week, one of the identifiable voices with college basketball. And then we thought about, okay, well, he was part of one of the original all-time great, if not the greatest, college basketball announcing team with Billy Packer, Dick Enberg, and Al McGuire. Well, it's early on, so we thought we'd bring it a little bit closer to this time, and so we wanted to come up with three for our poll. And, man, the third one is hard. Actually, all of them are hard because announcing teams are subjective. It's just like food, right? So we chose three. We'd like you to participate, and, of course, there's other. But uh, here's the three we chose. Al Michaels and John Madden, Billy Packer and Jim Nance, Marv Albert and Mike Fratello. Yes! <laughs> We threw that Far one in. of the telestrator. And and uh and by the way, what? shout outs to Hubie Brown. Yeah, it as was long as we're Hubie. talking. Yeah, absolutely. There, he a lot is, of love for Hubie. He's in a he's in a he's in a, a, a category of two. Yep. Of announcers who, without even thinking, you would rather have them do the game by themselves. Yeah. And he's one and Vince Scully's the other. Yeah. And if they're shout just calling the games, that's enough. Shout out to coach. So anyway, those are the three and then other uh at ninety two nine the game. It, uh, I know Eric's working on it, it'll be up there uh, momentarily, and then if you get a chance. Please participate. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hawks are, Hawks have won seven of, of, of their last ten. Congratulations. And um, and they got they got Clippers tonight. I had a chance to go by practice yesterday. And um, Are you getting I, into these? Is this that city hookup you got? City hookup. I mean, no, or the man. other the TV station? It's right. It's right. It's right. No, no, I know. That, but you just can't it's, get in. You have to have credentials. You, you, can, you go over there and tell them you work here. Yeah, that always works. Practice and, yeah, that works. 
Why would, why would they not let you and you tell them to work here? limited amounts of... Ac- we carry the stage. We carry the game. Yeah, I know that. You ever go on and ask? There are limited amounts of credentials and tickets and We're not talking like about going to the game. We're talking about going to practice. Well, even We're talking practice. about practice. <laughs> yes, we are talking about We're that. talking about practice. <laughs> but you have so many other outlets that give, provide practice, you with man. entry points. I didn't we know if that was... We go one. over there. You know, you know um, Nate, Nate McMillan, for better or for worse, with all this going on, and people debate whether or not the guys are listening to him and whatnot. He's using a word, Greg, that he used a lot when he assumed the title of head coach, you know, and this whole thing took off. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Just a word. He, he, sacrifice. Yes, I do remember that. Right? He yes. used that word a lot. He's starting to use that word again. And I'm thinking, what took him so long? Uh, he should have been using this word from the, start, you know, from the very beginning. He's using that word now, and this team is playing more like that team, ironically. And I asked him about it. I said, look, I said, you know, when you first uh, uh, became uh, the head head coach and this thing really took off, that was a word we heard you use a lot. And he said, well, it, it is important to remind people that, you know, some people have to do things they don't like. Some people are going to be playing in a lesser role. Uh, some people are going to have to take some, you know, and, and, and it's nice to do it, but it's important to know when to do it. Right. And when you have a lot of people who do the same thing, and I said, you have a lot of people here who do the same thing. We got to know when to, uh, to to sacrifice, and so that's that's something I drew big time from from my practice with coach. And he says that in a way that hopefully that permeates, the, but with everybody, but with, with everybody, yeah. especially now with everybody healthy, right. with everybody healthy, everybody playing. You want everybody, you know, we, we're happy to see everybody touching the basketball now. We're happy to see five, six people in double double figures every night. Um, you know, we're happy to see some of the younger players, you know, being get being able to get some minutes and find their role. And in order for them to have their role, somebody else going to have to play a couple of minutes less. So sacrifice is a, is a, a very important word. And if they're adhering to that, we're going to see this team in the back half of the schedule have, a, have, a, have some success, continue to do what we're seeing them do right now. Well, they're going out there. Listen, you, we can talk about the last trip out west, and it was a 500 trip. You know, lost two, won two. Or actually, let's see here. Yeah. They were 500 on this trip. You had you had the Clippers. They beat the Clippers. Beat the Clippers. Yeah, and they beat them again the Lakers, <laughs> Sacramento, and then Golden State. Yeah. So we will see, you know, as we move forward. But we talked about this last week when it comes to this Hawks team, is that all the stuff on the periphery that you, you heard before, whether it's it's sniping, whether it's stuff that we don't see on the court, whatever's going on there that has allegedly been addressed, taken care of, and put in the back pocket. Everybody's focused on the big picture into the second half of the season. You've talked about ball movement. You want to see more of that. We've seen more of that. In other words, you say sacrifice is something that the coach has, has, has put out there a lot. I, I, I keep going back to the word I keep using, and that's with any team, and that's chemistry. And, and knowing the movements of your teammates almost instinctively. Now, that comes with time. That comes with a number of things. But that's what you hope to see more of because I don't know who's getting out of this East. You can't tell me right now definitively who's going to be the power no. coming out of this East. And, and I think it's going to come down to who gets hot at the right time like Boston did last year. Mm-hmm. At this time last year, Boston was kind of almost dead in the water. They caught fire the back half, and they got them all the way you know, to the, to the final. So, I mean, that's the thing, I think, with the East. You may be a little more pronounced with who it will be from the West, but – in the East right now, I think that's it, is whoever catches fire the back half of the schedule. It could very well be be this team here in Atlanta. Obviously, you got to go through Milwaukee and the Nets 
you may have have something to say. You ain't about scared as well. of Milwaukee. Yeah, well, well, well I don't know. You know, series, you know, you know what though. You know, you know, you, you know what though. Scared. Somebody came back for them this week that we ain't seen yeah, in a minute. Middleton is yeah, back. Yeah. And when we saw them, he was the one that really that really shot the Hawks down. Not Giannis. It was it was Middleton. Well, yeah, because you 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 key on Giannis and then he shows up and he. Well, you put Giannis on Scotty Pippen. Oh, you put you put Giannis on the free throw strat and watch him watch him throw it over the backboard, right? <laughs> So that's what happened in that series. You know, you can't say nothing about him because you know what his response is always going to be. I can't hear you. I got my championship ring stuck in my Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. You can't say nothing to him. (laughs) Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. If you weren't listening earlier, let me remind you on this Saturday, we have got not only soccer action, Atlanta United at Chattanooga, MLS preseason. Things get going at 3 o'clock. But we got Hawks, the aforementioned Hawks, at Clippers. And that pregame is at 7, tip off at 7.30. Mm-hmm. You got something? That you you're in a no. position like you ready to no? Because we because we, I was going to see if Eric wanted to. Well, we're going we're going to get into your thing right now. Right. I'm about to tee it right up. Okay, see, this is the 28. There's some stuff that happened on this day, but nothing more important than what you're about to bring up. You think so? <laughs> well, not really. But no, it's no, a nice no, tease, no, yeah, okay, cool, cool. Well, cool. today was the day that Edward Edward of the Eleventh took over for Henry the Eighth. Henry VIII. Everybody heard of Henry VIII, right? Yeah, the 11th. What happened but Hen- to, what, Edward what, the 11th took over on this day. What happened to 9 and 10? I don't know. Now, I say that to you, like, why, why the hell is he bringing that up? You know the significance of <laughs> Edward taking over for Henry VIII? I want to know what happened to 9 and 10. I don't know. You also want to know what's in the, prince, the Queen's purse. <laughs> Edward took over. Yeah. He's nine years old. What? Yeah. See, you needed to wait for the punchline. Oh. Ed King, and he was. He became King of England at nine years old, which, by the way, and everybody watched Sesame Street. No, no, no. Well, in 1547, <laughs> was probably in black and white. <laughs> which, but that would have happened to the Queen. Okay. I mean, excuse me, it would have happened to Prince, uh, you know, Prince Charles. Yeah. Had the Queen, you know, no, something something you, happened to her. She wasn't going nowhere. Well, we know that now, but if saying he could have been king at nine, so this guy was king at nine years old, Edward the Eleventh. And please, somebody find out what happened in nine and ten. Yeah, yeah, because that, that we're out of water, we're out of chronological. No, 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 no. You're confusing. Ed, this is Edward. Okay. Henry, different, d- different king. D- oh, different king. Okay. Right. So. Okay. okay. All right. There you go. All right, All right Mr. Crenshaw. Um, and I want to bring. I, I want to bring Eric Slaughter. Yeah, that's here fine. Because we we talking to HBC. Morning, News. Eric. Eric, what's going on, man? Oh man, has been. I ain't seen you guys. I know. Like three weeks. You know, know uh, the boss man switched it up a little bit. Well, you as got we stuff had going on. Well, no, as, as as the station here has so many obligations of our play-by-play, we got to do the Hogs games. We also have to do our contracted games with the NFL. I'm one of the only producers here who's familiarized with the station downstairs, so he likes to put me downstairs to make sure those NFL games on Sundays and Saturdays that we've had to run went off without a glitch. So I've been downstairs doing the NFL playoffs, and it was fun. But I miss getting up with you guys on Saturday and Sunday mornings. And uh, yeah. hope, first- I know GC uh, Garrett Chapman has been taking care of you guys. Yeah. That, that, that first statement that you made, the first part of that statement was unique. I miss getting up. Mm-hmm. Not many people say that out loud. <laughs> okay? So if you want to say that's cool. That's cool. But anyway, you guys, I know that there's some news coming out of Albany State. Yeah. There's some news Albany State, and then there was still some carryover from down at, at Bethune-Cookman, too, this week. Well, you know, know, I mean, I did a big part of it on my Thursday night HBCU show. Um, the whole grand opening, grand closing of the Ed Reed coaching era. Can you even call it coaching era? Because he never even signed his contract. No, no. It was 27 days. They made the announcement on December 22nd, and then 
the first week of – well, early this week, they said, okay, we didn't finalize and we let him go. It, it's it's going to be a blip in their history, but it's going to be a serious blip. And um, yeah. Kind of like Dr. J with the Hawks. Well, yeah, but how many people really knew? A lot of people didn't – this was, this was all over social media, you know, as far as it goes. A lot of people around town, you talk to them now about that. They were here during that time. What, Dr. J was here? Uh, and they were living here at the time and didn't know because it was just for, just, for, just for training camp and he played a couple of exhibition games. But this was something quite different because it was all acted out on social media. Right. I think, that's, that's the, I, I think both parties lose in this. Absolutely. I think Reed Absolutely. loses it's, and it's, the Griffin loses. There are several black eyes in HBCU sports this week. Other than that, of course, the SWAC is on the wrong side of a big lawsuit, a $250 million corporate lawsuit filed against the SWAC, naming their commissioner – as one of the you know parties in the lawsuit, that's going to be if this goes through the court system and they're fined, you know, uh, guilty in this and uh, two hundred fifty million dollars against that conference. What could that do for the future of that conference? And this is about broadcast rights. Bar- broadcast rights. Yeah, exactly. but you ever think you would have this about broadcasting HBCU athletics and people were throwing this kind of money figures around? Yeah. yeah. Well, given if you've been paying attention to what's going on with some other schools, yes. And but I don't want to get into that because I actually have an example of that. But I know there was something else that you want to talk about having to do with this particular story, right? And then of course the uh, recruit that Sam was talking about. I, I didn't read the full story. I saw the headlines. It says former Florida quarterback headed to HBCU, and I didn't read the full story. And Sam gave me some insight. So Sam, you share that, and you know I thought it was a great story when I heard, oh man, four star four star quarterback who was in the SEC. Choosing to come to an HBCU, but I didn't know the backstory as much as Sam told me. Yeah, that and that was some things uh, the people find it, and they tell you these days: keep your social media clean, keep your social media clean. So if you do that the, and ball out and ball out, you can get money. There's NIL if you yep. do that. That's what it's all about. He loves some some stuff on social media that had some racial yep. slurs or yep, and some, and some rapping he was doing, some rapping he was doing, and and um, and so Florida. Let him go. Right. And so, you know, Quinn Gray, who's a new head football coach at Albany State, former Florida A&M standout, played yes, in the indeed. NFL. Former teammate of our soon-to-be former colleague, Hugh yeah, Douglas. Hugh Douglas, yeah. yep, and, they're uh, teammates. And people excited. People down at Albany State, are, you know, he had a coach there, Coach Gardenia, who was very successful, very popular, got a job at Charleston Southern. That's why Albany State needs a, a new head coach. And so Quinn Gray's coming in, and he sees this is an opportunity. Yeah, to get a great talent onto a Division II yep. roster. A program. And uh, in the way we recruit these days, you know, uh, and so he's saying, and plus what HBCUs have traditionally been, a land of opportunity, a place for a second chance. I just think coming in, he didn't run it up the flagpole is what I just think. And I think when you're going to do somebody who's caught that kind of attention um, and bring him in, I think you want the proper folks to know that you're doing it. And yeah. I know he's the head coach, and that's what he's trying to do, and he's trying to make sure the program's successful. And we're all seeing HBCUs look for a different caliber athlete to get on campus. I totally get that. Um, but And then he writes this long, only if you go on social, you've been on social media, you've been on... I'll, I'll retweet it out from all of our uh, Twitter accounts and things like that. I yeah. want to see it. He's got a long, long uh, apology. Uh, that Quinn Gray has written to uh, everyone at Albany State from the from the president on down. So I mean, it's how you bounce back, you know. Well, he'll bounce back. I mean, that, these are the mistakes that a first time head coach. He's a first time head coach, in a new place, unfortunately, makes. He didn't. He didn't do what the young man did. He saw an opportunity to give a young man a second chance. Yeah. He saw an opportunity to bring in a young man that can make a difference in the program. I guarantee you went through compliance. He checked his grades. 
He said, is this young man eligible? Can he get into this school? And that's probably as far as he went with the coaching point of it. Like, okay, he's eligible to play. He can get into school. He's academically eligible. Let's go ahead and give it a chance. He probably didn't think about the public relations part of it. Yeah. And he'll learn from that. Yeah. First time head coach. Very much, very much. That's a little something, a little HBCU. And especially that there is a, a, a PBCU because this wasn't an HBCU. Chicago State is about to add football. Yeah. Notice I said a PBCU. Yeah. Because they're a predominantly black school. They're not historically black. They're right. predominantly black. If you turn and go YouTube, you, you see their band and, and, in Chicago, man. Yeah, they're considered an honorary kind of like. Is they honorary? Yeah. Where do they play their game? I don't even know where they uh, play they, their they, game. They, they just start, or football. They, they're just starting football. They're I'm just, just wondering football. where they're going to play. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, they're just starting football so, program. So, Soldier Field might loan them. Nah, I don't know. Soldier Field, that place is going to get blown up, turn yeah. into a go-kart track they soon. They're they going to move to Arlington, and them folks will fight down there forever. They don't need to go to Soldier Field. They need to get a no. place where they can pack some folks well, in. Well, Chicago State, the university, I know where that is. That's right off to Eisenhower. That's the expressway I take in, straight west. But there ain't nothing but a. Unless you're going to be playing in Sportsman's Park, which is a racetrack, <laughs> horse racing track. Yeah. I don't even know I, if that's I don't, still I don't, there. I don't, I don't know what their plans are for, but I just saw that this week, man. Maybe we're going yeah. to work a deal with Northwestern. Any, well, no, Evanston's a bit of a way. Hey, by the way, today was the day that Northwestern was in, uh, chartered. Chartered? Yes, it was. Outs- Northwestern University in Evanston, Illinois, here. Yeah, the purple. Yeah, they were um, chartered. Listen, uh, uh, we, we're going to talk about something up next, and I want to ask you where you were. Um we're also going to talk to Karen Pastena. Get uh, just talk. We just we miss Karen. We were supposed to have her last week. Obviously, she comes on when the uh, tennis majors are taking place. U.S. Open women's final took place earlier um, Australia. today. Australia. What I say? Oh, U.S. I'm sorry, Australia. That's and in September. Um, they <laughs> they have. I'm not paying attention to the one that's you know next because it's you know who and she knows and you know how I feel about Joker. So we're going to be talking to Karen. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.